Greetings! Welcome back to the solo podcast Anime One at a Time, where I take a pause for the series I'm watching among the hustle and bustle of the shiny new anime of today. Also exploring the undervalued and unknown. I'm the host leader, and this is episode 25! Holy holy hell! We're in nearly the end of September. So hello everybody. Hope everybody's doing well out there. Um, didn't get a second episode out for August, but that's okay. We're done of the days of beating ourselves up when I couldn't get something out, whether it was on my blog or my YouTube, because just beating yourself up just doesn't get you anywhere. But, uh, since that time, holy crap, a lot has happened since then. And so has my anime watching. But before, obviously, getting into anything, um, uh, for the last episode, if you are new here, uh, I did uh, an old anime, because this episode was going to be focused on a new anime. It was, which indeed we are, um, because my anime watching has taken me who knows and where um, over the past like month or so. But I covered a series called Orphan. Uh, which was certainly an interesting watch. It was so. If you are looking to listen to something, you know, wacky from me, and I got a few things to say about it, like I did for the very first episode I ever did, <laughs> which was on Blue Seed, um, that will be a night in entertaining listen for you probably because I think I rambled a lot then. And then again, I do in general anyway, but. I'm super excited that I could finally get back to recording something. And um, just as I thought about the other day, oh, a new season of anime is approaching. Because, um, yeah, uh, spring, is it spring? No, spring, hang on, no, sorry, fall, sorry. I'm not, because Australia is not within the, the seasons like in the UK, like right now. It's all in sync. They're going into fall and we've just we've just come into spring we have so I apologize. I got I even I even get myself muddled up every bloody time I do. But yes, no, the fall season is about to come upon us and I think it's like starts like next week. <laughs> it's like not ready. I'm still nearly finishing like all the shows I'm watching like the moment which obviously I've been watching Sugar uh, Apple Fairy Tale, which has been great. My Happy Marriage. Holy shit, that's been so good. Holy shit. I mean, I've not watched the last episode yet. Um, even though it's Thursday here right now. So I've been holding off on that. And I hear that a season two has been announced. But that's not really a spoiler. Not really, because I knew that was going to happen. So I've been loving that. My Happy Marriage getting all the attention. Um, uh, I've been watching... Uh, the undead one, the detective one, where there's the headless woman's head, an immortal being in a cage, and then there's a nurse. I started that a bit late. I only watched like the first two episodes. That's a pretty good one. I just can't remember the whole name of it. Um, and I honestly can't remember the other show. Oh, yes, I did start Ancient Magus Bride, the second season, which was a big one I wanted to watch, but I know that happened. Was it this season? I don't know. My brain feels a bit of a model. 
at the moment. Um, so my goal right now is to just try finish finish the shows that I know I, that will be actually finishing because obviously Ancient Magus goes into oct- go it goes into the fall season. Um, I'll at least be be able to finish my Happy Marriage and uh the detective undead one and i've been watching raroni kenshin as well uh but i stopped for a bit uh no particular reason it was just cuz really um and yeah i think honestly i think that's everything that i was actually watching for this season um off the top of my brain yeah, not really, not really too much. Oh yeah, I did start actually Zom One Hundred Bucket List of the Un- of the Dead. That's pretty wild, pretty funny. But yeah, no, I really actually didn't really watch that much this um spring. Spring, yeah, summer, summer season. Sorry, it was summer. Sorry. Oh god, it is getting my head muddled up. I've actually been watching a lot more side anime over this um seasonal season of the summer anime like right now i'm currently watching akibi's sailor uniform uh i started that randomly like it's, it's like a slice of life it is so freaking cute i cannot wait to do an episode at, on it actually um just to give it a bit of limelight it is it's a it's a it's a happy dose happy dose every time I watch an episode which I choose to watch in single sessions at the moment it's not a series I feel like I can binge just because like it's I want to I want to soak it up like um ah like I did with god what was the what was the ah why is it escaping my brain uh Oh god, yeah, sorry. It's the other slice of life one that I discussed a few episodes ago. Uh <laughs> yeah, nah, it's um yeah, nah, sorry, that's escaped my brain that one. Um <clears throat> about the Neo Venencia and all that. Yeah, no, why is it why is it escaping me? Is it a Aki- no, it wasn't Akira. One more thing it's Akira. Aria, sorry, there we go. It's Aria. Yeah, no. R- Akibi Sailor uniform and a and Arya are very similar in their tone of show. Very relaxed and everything is slow paced. Everything everything is chill. There is no worry in the world. So I've been really enjoying that. And I have been uh, watching uh, Pretty those, um, Horse Girls. Um, Uma, Uma Sumi Pretty Derby Season 2. I wanted to get back to that for a while. Um, and I just started my rewatch of a certain old show, which I have decided to discuss for the next episode, which probably won't be until for October. I'm going to save it for, but I'm excited. It falls in with the season of fall. It does. So I'm very excited about that. And don't even ask me if I've looked at all of the fall anime. It's actually looking to be like quite a good season. Like... There is something mentally I can't understand about people when they say, oh God, this seasonal, this seasonal season looks rubbish. Like I can't say that about seasonal anime because there's always something there for you to watch. That's just my personal (laughs) take it is. But yeah, there is a shit ton coming out. 
And some some of the newer anime, they're not coming out till like late October. So there is like there's gonna be plenty. I I remember Saint the Opium is power one that I absolutely adore. That one I have been waiting for. It's been on my watch list watch list like all year. Um the cute uh, Isekai Shoujo. The light novels are pretty popular at the moment. Um I've been waiting for the second season. Holy shit. That's some good dose. Uh, so hopefully next episode I will go through the ones I'm actually going to watch because I haven't even looked. <laughs> that would be about right. God, it feels like it's getting closer to the end of the year and it will, be, it will already be the end of September by next week. Ah, oh, holy shit. Anyway, time to crack on with the main event of this episode. So this uh anime that we'll I'll be discussing this time around was a complete um random watch it was now it had been on my watch list but it was just one thought eh we'll get to it when we feel in the mood really and um it's been a while since I've watched one from this particular genre which I'm quite a fan of uh cuz I got into this genre oh because of um, Shihai Furu, which that might give a clue as to what the genre is. <laughs> and um, uh, this this series is actually quite short. And uh, what made me go, oh, I've got to talk about this on the podcast, is th- this series had a lot to say. This is like a really all-in-one like anime package. It like had a it had everything really. Everything was there and. It's amazing when, like, even a short series like this just does it. And, um, yeah, so, right, got to talk about it. So, this series is only 11 episodes. It's not going to take up too much time. You can complete this in a week. And it's a sports anime. As I said, um, Shihai Furu was my very first sports anime it was. And uh, so I would class as a drama romance because there is a bit of romance in this. And it's by Studio Mapper, so that was a bit exciting. Um, and this is a manga adaptation. This came out only last year in the spring, and um, we'll get into it a year over a year later. But yeah, a year later, yeah, that's right because we're in well spring for me anyway. <laughs> so it's a year later, and that anime is Dance 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 do I want to say the end name is like you got Dan and then you got Sure, which is S E U R, and uh, that uh, is related to ballet. This is a series about ballet. Now, of course, my oh, all the interest of alarm bells went off. I remember when this came out, and oh, there was a lot of curiosity about it. And it's one of those shows where I looked and I'm like, I think this might do well. Because obviously it looks pretty and the storyline sounded very Billy Elliot. If you've ever seen the film about a boy who loves ballet, it was, um, it was uh, filmed and um, directed in the UK. And I didn't learn about this film until I was much older, like 12. Um, it was all about a boy named Billy Elliot who loves ballet and joined a female ballet school. I think he was around um, 10 or 11. And the whole show, the film's about 
him getting to do what he wants to do, but there is so much subjugation against him and a lot of rejection for loving something that others in their eyes see as you shouldn't be liking that. It's a wonderful film. Like, if you have never seen Billy Elliot, like, I highly recommend it. It is... It's a transcending film. It really is. Talking about, you know, the themes of masculinity and um, social expectation and all that. Um, and the pressures that, you know, if to follow a ballet career, which is what is invested in this series itself. So, um, yeah, the series, like I said, is an all-in-one package it is. Um, so to start things off with, the main story, we're following a second year junior high schooler named Miro Junpei. I'm going to say Junpei because it's just easier. Uh, he's loved ballet ever since he was younger. Now, it wasn't the thing that dazzled Junpei was he went to see a ballet recital and there was this guy and this leotard he's all glittery and dazzling and he's doing all these you know really high leaps jumps in the air and Junpei has a boom dazzling moment he that is what made him fall in love with ballet but he wasn't taking it overly too seriously I think back then Junpei when he saw that moment when he experienced that moment it was just like this really fun thing, like I want to try it. There was no real goal, real no ambition, seriousness behind it. And um, so obviously he asked his parents if he can attend a ballet school or let or and or get his parents' approval, and they did. And unfortunately, his dad was the go-getter, was the support behind it. And Junpei loses his dad, unfortunately, in an accident. And then all oh, this is where the heavy themes are set in to the show already in concrete of you know Junpei has to be a man yeah we have this that common trait of be a man um that he has to be the protector of the family gotta man up gotta be there forever for the whole family and you know it's like comments like that are like sheer friggin weight they are like a burden they are practically the heaviest burden you could ever put on a young child. Um, comments, comments like that. And um, this affects Junpei's love for ballet. And that he just completely gives up on it. He does. And um, he, <clears throat> going into being a high schooler, he just kind of fritter, fritters away his time, putting on a mask in front of everyone. Joins a soccer club with his friends, making like that. So he does not, they're not even taking the whole soccer thing seriously. And he also joins a boxing uh, club that's ran by I think his dad's friend, um, to be to become like a boxer teacher. And and there, whereas Junpei is living a life of well fakeness that he feels like he thought he is forced to put on but then he comes across Miyako um a girl that he's already been in love with like forever and um he ends up seeing her do ballet and that sets off a spark and then he gets dragged into 
um, attending Miyako's mother's ballet school called the Goldo Ballet Studio. Um, and Miyako's mum is named Chirizu. And Chirizu sees something in Junpei and then says, right, you got to sacrifice your time, mate. If you want to be a ballet dancer, you got you got to do all this shit. <laughs> and um, Junpei then... Uh, is set in kind of this turmoil battle with himself and um it's that's where this the stage is set it is and all of that happens within the first episode it does it's pretty it's pretty heavy um oh the i mean you know 11 episodes and i've got i feel like a thousand things to say about this series but yeah obviously the first it made me think of Billy Elliot, which was, you know, I went, oh, I know I'm going to like this. Um, Jun, I guess the first thing to talk about is um, your main character, Junpei. He is, oh, he is such an interesting character. He is full of such complexity, really. He's... He's a very complex character because there's this to and fro between who he has been up until now and then there's this little flourishing side of him that wants to come out, um, you know, just to dedicate himself to ballet. But even then, um, when Junpei starts, you know, moving forward, you know, pursuing ballet, like every... Every movement, every expression he gives is fa- full of um, turmoil, like inner turmoil. He is so conflicted. He's a very conflicted character from start to end, he is. And it's, it, I think that's, it was, so, it was wonderful to follow, to be honest, it was. Like, because even he, he was, all the things he experienced you know, from start to finish, it's still in the end, he felt, even by the end of the series, he felt so complicated or conflicted over what he really wanted because there's all these things that he didn't know about ballet that added to that conflicted pressure within himself. And, you know, Junpei is definitely a character that um, was on his, was only just starting out to discover what kind of person he could be he could be on the other side of it and you know when I say more like about conflicting nature of his of like you know why does he like you know it's like why does he like ballet it's like why do I like doing this podcast (laughs) you ask yourself why and it's like a big question mark I mean I already know why because I like discussing anime but for Junpei the answer just was not simple and even if he was given different answers by different people that he encountered like Chirizu and Miyako's cousin Lou um it it was even now I think um he's diving into the ocean of full-on answers that are there there's they're all floating about it's just I just don't know I don't know which one I'm gonna choose Junpei um, really referenced from Billy Elliot as well, just made me think about Elliot and how can... Well, Elliot wasn't that conflicted. He was very... 
he was very sure of himself in his love for ballet whereas you know we have a conflicted character of Junpei who doesn't know what he wants because it's you know remarks like be a man you know it affects the masculinity level like tremendously and you know for it to be and a comment like that can be ingrained in somebody it's like any comment you know saying you know you're you're too fat for that skirt or you're you're not the right height for basketball you know comments like that you know there's a lot of people wouldn't realize the weight of that people don't realize it when those kind of comments slur out your mouth and I think Junpei's character was a great example of that you know the weight of words which you know example through his character was fantastic so like I said there's a lot of themes here um so Junpei was a great character especially like I love it when he would be like off in his own little world you know like you know I you know all he wanted to do nothing more than just dance and all that and he'd just start you know humming his own little tune away to himself make these naughty funny noises um Junpei was just some some point sometimes he was a bit crazy (laughs) well there's a moment where he uh when the moment when he decides to pursue ballet this is not too much of a spoiler it's not oh this is the only time I will reveal a little one where he witnesses Miyako's cousin Lou uh who's like a ballet prodigy and him and Junpei go at it like monkeys and um and they also both have a roaring affection for Miyako as well and it's the wet Lou Lou uh, Junpei witnesses Lou's ballet fall and foremost and Junpei is swept off his feet and tells him he's amazing and um, that's when Junpei really wants to pursue it you know he's jealous that he's that amazing and um, oh, it's just the oh like it was like you know a kid wants candy or you know a kid just learned to ride a bike for the first time the expressions Junpei gives every time when he learns something new or experiences something new is it's ah it's really uplifting and I really enjoyed loved how Junpei's character was very expressive through the facial expressions as well um yeah um (laughs) I think at every turn Junpei was making me laugh every episode about something it was that boy just didn't know what he was doing half the time but but I loved his you know this unfound curiosity he was pursuing for himself and even if he got him into a bit of strife it was fun it was fun to follow so Junpei um was a really interesting but complex character to follow but he's definitely one of the drivers of this series and then we, when you add in a character like Lou, who's this, oh, like I said, ballet prodigy, learned in Russia, um, learned, well, learned the Russian ballet over Japanese ballet. Okay, he followed, he learned from his grandmother. And um, all I'll say is there is some deep psychological 
issues there with Lou. Lou is the complete opposite of Junpei. He does he what he'll only does what he wants when he wants, but not in a uh like jerk jerk type way. Smaro, it's it's a bit more complicated. It's actually a bit complicated than that. Um, like Lou just doesn't know how to like act really normally in society because uh so the p you he had PTSD. Well, hands down, say that he suffered PTSD, and doesn't know how to compose himself even just for a moment and. Miyako has been his backboard, really. Miyako has been the the pillar for him. So it's no wonder that he fell in love with his cousin and and then we have this roaring, intense affection towards Miyako. So uh Lou is a Lou adds some good tension to the series and um and we have the added bonus of Miyako now. Oh, she's just a cutie. Just that's it really, hands down. And I love, I love how she likes to support both the boys individually, and um, I love how both of them, you know, put their own faith in her as well. You know, give her a bit of, you know, kick up the butt to pursue what she wants to. But um, these three together, oh, there's one episode where you see the magic of this <laughs> trio. Where they're doing a uh, they're doing a performance of like Swan Lake and man, this is when the ballet stuff really comes in. Um, it's uh, it's heavy. I've always found ballet to not be graceful and so relaxing to watch. I find ballet quite intense actually. Not that I have ever personally seen ballet in real life I've seen I've watched like a few performances on YouTube and that was Swan Lake or whatever I have but I do find ballet to be quite an intense um thing to follow really um and when these three put on the performance for Swan Lake oh man you're gonna be (laughs) you're gonna be in for a bit of a shock I think um I mean yeah like Ballet is a very intense sport, I find it to be. There is, it's a very, it's what I find it's one of those dedicating things you can dedicate to yourself, more than gym gymnastics, to be honest. And I like that this is when the series really um, references, you know, some of the, what it takes to want to do ballet and the expectation and, the the type of body you have to have and it's an advantage if you have longer legs and like Junpei is made a prime example you know of his you know flexibility and and also like Junpei's a bit older he was he Junpei's nearly at the cutoff age for like even learning ballet it's like when you're past like 15 it's like nah that's it that that's it for you it's like this is something you have to start at such a like young age and Oh, and what and what made me actually, you know, come to my own opinion of I find ballet to be an intense sport is like um, uh, the movie called The Black Swan, which has Natalie Portman in it. Um, I quite enjoyed that 
um, film I did. It's quite a well-known one. It shows, you know, the the, the well, like you know, the re a, a sense a near sense of realism of you know the you know the you know the what happens in the background. Um, there's a lot of double crossing and all that in the film, but of you know what it takes having to go up against even people that you've befriended and it's just and to get into the number one you know ballet companies it's um oh i i (laughs) i definitely know you have to have a real love for something like that ballet to want to pursue something like that i highly recommend following or watching the black swan if you're interested um great film that talks about you know the background of what goes on in that type of industry be a ballet is an industry it's very very intense it's probably the best word to say and um that same intenseness is brought into this series and it's fantastic um of like especially when we get to a certain bit where this is where Junpei is put to the real real test for himself of if he really wants to take bar- ballet seriously and that someone else sees a you know a little spark in him that he could go all the way and um this is when his character i think really begins to flourish it does some of the other things the series covers in terms of about the ballet industry and other things related to you know about the cattiness the favoritism the seeking of validation in particular in Lou's case Miyako's cousin um he has a real need to feel validation which I in his position I can fully sympathize with I can why he would feel why he would feel that way and um I just loved how the show easily covered those themes about, you know, yeah, favoritism, cattiness, you know, self-worth issues, and obviously masculinity as well. Oh, all of those themes were covered, like, splendidly. Me sitting here talking about it, I don't think would even half cover it. Um, There was, yeah, a lot jam-packed into this there was. And I liked that the other side characters we saw um, that were pursuing, you know, ballet also, of what their goals were. And it's, um, it got a mix, you know, people who like, this is their last chance to get into the ballet industry. And those that don't even know, like, what company they're going to go for. Speaking of that, um, it reminds me... Uh, of a of what way is the right way theme as well because there is a conflict of in conflict in here between classic a Japanese ballet and Russian ballet as well which is mentioned in here as well so there's always different countries of you know way of doing ballet is also a thing in here as well I know what is the you know, whatever ballet studio you seem to go to, um, depends on what style of ballet they do. So that was another 
thing and that that side of things actually involves um Lou's grandmother which I'm not going to say anymore but um yeah Lou's grandmother uh all I can say is that she can go to hell uh <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say on that <clears throat> yeah it's a uh, it's hard to not get angry about that right at this moment in time but yeah there's a lot of stuff that happens there and also talking about another theme look at me I keep getting these little reminders is um you know disapproval you know ballet seems to be full of a lot of disapproval and especially we have in regard to boys can't do ballet blah 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 it's like saying girls can't play soccer look at the women's world cup that just took place (laughs) but um yeah, I mean, Junpei, I think the heaviest thing he follows is disapproval. Um, doing something that is that shouldn't you shouldn't be doing because of based on your sex. He's like, well, fuck all that shit, you know? We're not in the times of that anymore. Um, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing Junpei faces. And it's, it's understandable, you know, you don't want to, you know, he's afraid of the people that, you know would find out in his life um they wouldn't talk to him anymore but yeah no i you know the conflicted the confliction that junpei faces you can sympathize with fully you can um if others wouldn't understand you know like i sympathize with it you know back in the days when i thought i'll keep my anime hobby a secret i'll running my blog and stuff and nobody Nobody, nobody's going to find out. They'll, and they'll, they wouldn't understand it, you know. So when you think about, you know, your own little thing that you won't want anyone to find out, it's easy to sympathize with um, Junpei. It is. So, again, um, emotions and feelings and all of these things, the show uh, handled um, like putting butter on bread, really. Like it was no big deal. Like it can just reel you in instantly. Because I was. The first episode, that's it. I was invested in this series. And I wanted to see where all the drama went. Because there's a lot of... <laughs> there's not soap opera drama. Not It's not not soapy drama, no. It's good drama. It's real drama. Now, talking about another aspect. Uh, music. Um, what can I say? It's uh it's yeah, it's splendid really. And um yeah, and you'll hear some pieces that sound very familiar when it comes to like classical ballet, like obviously Swan Lake and that. But um yeah, it was beautiful, beautiful choices for the music. Um and obviously the music was gonna is a very big factor to do with, you know, doing a series about ballet, so that's all I have to say about music. And then we have animation. There's not much to say here. I mean, the when it came to the facial expression bits, like where Miyako, there's this bit where she's putting a hand out like delicately and she's wearing a Swan Lake dress. It's beautiful. Like, oh my God. She looks stunning. Everything, every part of this series looks stunning. It's the studio mapper. What do we need to say? Animation, mm-hmm. It's all there. Um, and then I think the other thing was the romance aspect. <coughs> I 
Now, there, you know, obviously I said there is a bit of a, let's say, I guess we'll say, I guess we'll say triangle between Junpei and Lou, but we'll say somebody does win on the receiving end. They do, but then they don't. It's, um, the romance in this is a bit taunting. Like, it taunts with you. Um, and I'm still... I'm still not sure how to feel and how that was. Uh, it wasn't concluded. And this also relates to how the series ended as well. That leaves me taunted and conflicted over as well. I can't say it's in a good or a bad, like good or bad sense. It's I'm kind of at the road of still I don't know. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no. So I wasn't expecting any kind of romance to really flourish out of this, to be honest. I thought it was just going to stay focused on the whole ballet aspect, but no, it, no, it happened in there because, you know, you know, teens are in, they're intense hormones. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that obviously that's in <laughs> involving, I don't know, you're going to have to guess who it ends up being, who Miyako ends up going for. Um, yeah, that was a little added bonus, which I wasn't expecting. And um, to be honest, there was a lot of things I was not expecting to like happen in this series or for the the themes it covered. And it reminded me, it was going to, it was going to remind me of Billy Elliot and the Black Swan. I was like, holy shit, okay. Um, there is a lot going on in this series. Um, and, you know, there was some like, some some of the dialogue in this, like some of the things that like the of topic of conversations some of it was yeah um it makes you go oh okay and because we're mentioning about dicks and uh yeah i wasn't expecting some of the form of conversation that was in this series as well and then there's some hot swearing um <laughs> and as for me to how to conclude about how I actually feel about this series, um, it was, I want to say like, it was, it was more than interesting. It was enticing to watch. It was, uh, it's been a while since I've had a series really just like really make me think and really just make me go, make me reference back to certain things. Um, like I said, the series had the whole package for itself to be a great, to be a good series. And it certainly is. Um, I mean, I think anyone who watches this will get something out of it. It doesn't matter what it is related to, uh, as I've described here of some of the things that I wrote down that I got out of it, like the themes and that it was still a really good binge though. I actually did binge this. I did. Um, I liked the journey and, uh, it was nice to watch something different in terms of sports anime, you know, like we finally got an anime about ballet and I know at some point there is a series coming out about pole dancing. Um, don't know how I feel about that, but, <laughs> but like I said, you never know what's going to come out around the corner when it comes to anime. So dance, dance, danseur is 
really the unexpected and I would call it it is the hidden gem of that particular season it was for spring 2022 it really is the unexpected and I don't I wasn't mad to binge this in the end even though I keep saying about the end <laughs> which I'll, you might notice a lot of people do but it was uh, it was rated pretty high last year for a reason and I understand why, because, yeah, like, you know, I went into it thinking, oh, it's going to be a nice, you know, series about ballet school and stuff. I'm like, oh, this will be, a, you know, easy watch and go into this. And I'm like, oh, my God, OK, you don't need to you don't need to do that. You don't need to be that intense. So, yeah, when you get a, when you get an anime like that, that makes you go like that, you know, it's good. So if you would like to watch Dance, 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 yeah. It is on Crunchyroll, and I believe that's the only place that it's streaming on right now. Yep, that's pretty much it. As for what I watch this again, no, I believe this is a series for me that is a once watch, and I'm just going to remember all the time. Uh, even though it was, like, so short, it still had all these... Oh, all these things. All this, all these things going on, and... Yeah, it had me in tangles. I've been trying to think this whole time of me talking, what is the best way to describe this series? And yeah, this this ballet anime had me in tangles. So, maybe if you can walk away knowing anything today that I find ballet intense. <laughs> Not like, oh, it's so graceful and peaceful. I just don't see it that way. Um, maybe I should blame the Black Swan movie for that, maybe. <laughs> but... Um, uh, you won't regret watching this. Um, if it, you really want something out of the ordinary a little bit, you do. But um, that is all I kind of have to say about um, Dance Dance Year. Um, as for something you could watch like after this, um, I honestly would rec recommend something a bit more easygoing if it's terms of like sports anime. I would recommend Chihai Faru. But you know, a game called Karata and the 100 Poems, a card game that actually is intense as well. But it's uh, it's got very fun, upbeat, upbeat characters. Freaking wonderful series. Uh, yeah, that I recommend that as your next watch because the intensity intensity carries on, but it's uh, it's definitely even more enticing. <laughs> um, but yes, as for next episode, um. As I said, I have, I'm currently re-watching an old anime, older, and I've been wanting to re-watch this series for some time, so that is for next uh, month, uh, I will be discussing that series, I'll be very, very excited to dive into that one, and um, I really hope you enjoyed this episode, and um, as I currently am uh, recording this. I cannot wait for Daylight Savings next week, y'all. Finally, the days will be longer. And then I think for the rest of the world, the days will go back to being shorter. So, ha ha. <laughs> I'm ready for longer days here in the Aussie land. Right, anyway. Well, until next time, I talk what whatever series that I talk about. And I forgot how to do the ending. I'll see you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye.